Hey everybody, it's Josh here, and I just wanted to take a quick minute before the show gets started to just tell everyone that's listening, thank you. Any way in any manner in which you consume this, whether it's downloading, listening on YouTube, liking our Instagram posts, following us on there, going to the website and clicking it. However, that mechanism is that you choose to consume the content that we produce. I just wanted to say thanks. And on behalf of myself, obviously, and everyone here at Game Rage, we all thank you because knowing that you're out there and you're listening. And if we can just entertain one person, then really that makes all the blood, sweat, tears, everything we put into this worth it. And I know I'm sounding like a martyr right now, but I just wanted to show our appreciation, I suppose. And also to, you know, just remind everyone to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Game Rage Magazine and to follow us on Twitter and X or slash X at Game Rage Mag. And to also visit our website, www.gameragemagazine.com. And again, thank you from everyone here and myself at Game Rage from the bottom of our hearts. We thank you for listening. Welcome to the Game Rage Star Wars Podcast. Testing one, two, three. All right. All right. Testing one, two, three. Testing. Testing. <laughs> All right. Te- Frank, talking anything. Testing. Testing. All right. Testing. Testing. All right. Whatever. Looks looks good. All right. So uh, here we go. This is the now second episode of the... Uh, Game Rage Star Wars podcast that we don't have a name for yet, but maybe we'll just call it that. So uh, now we probably sound a little different than before because we got some new stuff going on. So I'm Josh, and then I'm here with Adam. Howdy. And then Frank. What's up? All right. Now that everybody knows who everybody is, uh, let's get into it. So today we're going to talk about episode four, A New Hope, right? That's what we're going to start off with and just kind of talk about what we liked about it certain things that maybe we didn't like about it uh and so on and so forth so when obviously that was probably kind of like we talked about last time really the first star wars movie that all of us have seen right so uh we don't really need to go rehash that but adam tell why don't you tell me like what were your first thoughts after seeing a new hope what were you what were you thinking like Mm. You know what? It's it's actually been a quite a minute since I've seen this movie, so I think I'm going to pass it off to Frank so he can uh, give me a chance to think. <laughs> All right, Frank. So same same question. What, what were your thoughts after having watched <clears throat> A New Hope? Well, I mean, I was a snot-filled eight, fucking eight-year-old child. And I yeah, saw, we, so I, we I all were. remember. Well, I mean, we all were. But like, what? Okay, I guess then then I'll rephrase the question. Then, what were your 
What are your thoughts on the movie after having seen it for the first time that you can remember having thoughts about the movie? Spaceships are fucking cool. Oh, yeah. It was, my, it was my first sci-fi I ever saw. I do remember after that becoming insanely infatuated with <clears throat> specifically starships and planes. I'd always had a fascination with planes. I wanted to be a pilot when I was a kid. Yeah. But then Star Wars took that to outside the atmosphere. To literally a whole nother level. Yeah. I get you. What did you think about... Was there anything in particular that the movie that jumped out that you really... Other than the starships and stuff, was there any other things that you were like, oh, man, that's kind of cool? I mean, for me, lightsabers, man. That was cool. Like, seeing that the first time that you saw Luke when he was in the little sand hut with Obi-Wan and he turns it on and you know it's funny when looking back at it now when I was a kid you didn't notice it but now like as an adult you can see like where the frame changes and like because they they had the it was just the stick and then they changed it to him not having it and then like him having it so that the light would know where to go on the uh on the thing so that that was that's kind of cool but uh, lightsabers man for me was 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 a big one all right yeah so uh now that you mentioned this uh i something does come to mind um so we've seen a lot of as the series progressed we've seen a lot of great lightsaber battles and i have to say for this being probably uh i i want to say that this is probably the best movie personally for myself but the lightsaber battle was kind of dog shit um well, you know it's it's obi-wan and vader like you know when you're five years old and you're playing swords with your friends and you're just kind of you're just slapping them together. <laughs> you just look at a slapping together i'm like that's how coordinated the fight looked and uh that's one thing for sure that i would knock the movie for but uh, uh, that aside, just the fact that lightsabers existed, and like, oh, holy shit, that's that's an amazing thing to see uh, a sword or a, a saber with uh, a light made out of a light beam. Like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? What is this? What is this movie? But anyways, uh, if anybody else has anything to add, oh yeah, well, I, I definitely agree with you about the the battle, the lightsaber fight in the first movie was yeah hot. I mean, it was hot garbage, but well, it wasn't. Compared to, be, to to be fair, it wasn't perfected until episode three, right? Oh, I mean, well, yeah, that that's definitely true. But I mean, like you said, it wasn't. I don't think that that point of that movie was to see a lightsaber battle. It was it was really, in my opinion, it was just introducing kind of everybody, all the characters, setting up kind of the overall storyline. And I mean, honestly, one of the coolest scenes that obviously we didn't get to fully see until like Rogue One came out. But that that hallway scene when the rebels come in and like, you know, and they, they're just like Vader just we don't get to see Vader do it. But like we see them start the battle and then Vader comes in afterwards and then he just, you know, like seeing him choke that dude. Like he just literally just picks that dude up and just chokes him out. And then he's like, where, where are the plans? And then and then the guy like dies and then he just throws him off to the side. That was pretty cool. I remember as a kid going like, oh, man, that's that's a bad guy right there. Anyway, go ahead. You Oh, I, I was just going to add that um, thinking about that movie in context or <clears throat> talking about New Hope. Um, when you mentioned that scene about in Rogue One. Is it, yeah, it's Rogue One, right? Yeah. 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 Um, 
it's great to see it's weird because the prequel trilogy gets a lot of shit right for Anakin being like really immature and all that stuff and it took like a series like Obi-Wan uh, Rogue One to to show the progression of Anakin to Darth Vader where he becomes more calculated and calm as opposed to earlier in his uh, his training where he was so arrogant and like callous and all that stuff and um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I enjoyed that transition with with the the context of all those movies leading up to A New Hope. It it really shows like how much he he evolved from being a immature like eighteen year old or however old, however old he was in in Revenge of the Sith um, to eventually becoming the ruthless the ruthless right hand of Emperor Palpatine. And uh, yeah, yeah. No, and then. We don't actually like they don't actually show Palpatine in that movie, do they? It's nope, just he gets it's, introduced in Empire. not until Empire, yeah. So I mean that that's another you know kind of thing. The main bad bad guy focus of that movie, I guess, is is really it's Vader. It's just building him up to be you know ultimate top shit bad guy that everybody should be. I mean, nobody obviously he's he's wearing a, a mask. He's I mean we don't really know for sure that he's half robot yet. Obviously I don't think that that really gets revealed until later on, maybe even in Empire when he's, you know, in his meditation chamber or whatever. Um and then and then to have him literally in the next movie, the first time he's seen, he's kneeling to someone else. Yeah, and then I mean I guess yeah that does that that makes you go like wait wait a minute. He's not he's not the ultimate bad guy. I mean they do mention the Emperor in in a new hope but it's just you know here and there um for me another cool scene that i obviously like was when it's vader when they're all in that him and all the imperial officers are in that boardroom or whatever and he's just like that that one dude like just talking so much shit about like oh man whatever we don't believe in your hokey bullshit ancient religions and all this bullshit and then (laughs) like he literally just like he just like starts choking him out, and he's just like just choking him yeah. with the force. It's it starts like, with him like grabbing his collar, yeah, he's and he's like, just like, oh, oh, it's a little, oh. <laughs> like he's like, oh, it's a little tight in here, man. Like, oh, this collar's a little tight, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, wait a minute. And then when he, he like you see when he realizes what Vader, that Vader's doing it to him, like he look the look at his eye, and I just had to say, man, the, those guys probably didn't realize what Star Wars was going to become, but none of them phoned it in. Like they all they all gave a hell of a performance. I mean, like that, like something small like that. That guy legitimately like going from oh yeah look at me oh my, my my shirt might be a little too tight to then wondering why why can't i breathe and then looking over and seeing the guy he was just talking shit to holding his fingers in a pinching maneuver and then going oh shit that dude's choking me with the with this thing i just talked about like what the fuck like the to, to be that good of an actor to be able to, to do that on something that you probably had no idea was going to be obviously what it became i mean that that that's just a, a, a testament to the actual legitimate actors that lucas actually got to be in the movie i mean granted technically none of them were main characters but you know what i mean no but i mean they, i think i think a lot of them are memorable like something that we talked about last week was the guy uh that was part of the the empire's army i don't remember what rank he was or anything but him saying the like it's just the lines that i remember um about him apologizing to Vader, he's like, "Oh, we shall double F." That's like, yeah. I, I, you never forget a line like that, dude. I, right. I, I always think about it. But uh, and also, like, you know, the Vader line with him uh, saying, "You know, the Emperor is not as forgiving as I am." It's like, well, shit. If that guy, you know, Vader's so forgiving, like, what, what's Emperor Palpatine's gonna do to somebody? Like, uh, and then you, you know, later on in the series, you see him 
going uh going ham on on luke skywalker with force lightning that shit was crazy <laughs> yeah yeah true although we are on episode four so we'll, we'll see I mean, we'll yeah. yeah we can gloss over say, but... like um watching the commentaries on this um other show um through a uh, team four star mm-hmm. um the guy makes a comment about how they had like special guests just do like one line characters like Oh, the guy goes, oh, I just have this one line and that's it. I'm not even in the series anymore. And he's saying, like, those are the people that deliver usually the best lines because I ain't going to be in this. Fuck, I'm going to go all out, basically. Go all out. And he's saying that usually the people that have one liners or just one little scene are usually the ones that are the most memorable. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, you know, well, okay, like, uh, for example, when they're in the cantina and he's like, I don't like you. Oh, my friend does. Uh, my friend is like, I don't like you either. Like, <laughs> that dude, that's all he says in that movie and then gets his arm chopped off and then. I, I, oh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, but, I was just, but that's an example of like what you're talking about where, yeah, it's like some dude that didn't know, had probably had, didn't even know he's going to be in this <laughs> it's ever also, again. It's also, you can also say like, it's the reason why, um, what's it called? Um. Uh, when actors just add things, when right, like script, they add them, add lib things. Usually, a lot of the times, those are the best parts, and they usually leave, they put them in the movie because oh, this actually works better. Yeah, yeah. Um, going back to that scene in the cantina. Okay, so my my memory is kind of hazy about episode four, but if I'm not mistaken, when that dude gets his charm or his arm chopped off, it's uh, there's actual blood, right? Oh yeah, it's it's not not only is it just on his shoulder. Where, like where, where the thing is it's his arm on the floor and it's just like in a pool of blood and you really maybe that was because they didn't think, they didn't think it through, it through yeah because obviously later on anytime I mean even in the next movie in Empire when Luke gets his hand cut off uh, I'm listen spoiler alert yeah right like you haven't fucking seen the Empire Strikes Back but <laughs> Uh, when he gets his arm co- or his hand chopped off, there's nothing. It just singes it because that's what legitimately. Yeah, it, you know, ca- it cauterizes the the wound. Right. So it's it is funny that it's as you think about man, was this something that they they just didn't think about, or who, maybe they, there was a disconnect in communication. Like the guy who was making the props for that did, just was like, oh yeah, it's got to be bloody. It's he got his arm chopped off. Of course it's going to be bleeding, but didn't really realize. Oh well, it's with a. 8,000 Kelvin degree you yeah. know, laser sword, so yeah, it's probably not going to really have much Same blood. See, did you guys ever, like, it was only in the original cut, and I think even in some of the um, re-releases, the little era where, like, Obi-Wan and Vader are fighting on the Death Star, and out of nowhere, uh, Obi-Wan's lightsaber turns off, but they're still fighting. Like, it just turns into like, a little, like, a little blowtorch, but they're still fighting, because it was, like, uh, I guess a graphical error or some shit. Uh, and every time I bring this up, nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. And I want to know if this is if this is me just imagining shit. I mean, if I if I saw it, then my memory's like super hazy. Yeah, honestly, that. I don't I don't remember that. You know what we're gonna have to do? We're gonna have to get an original VHS tape and watch it because it's hard to find the original cut because like you just. Like they just don't. I don't know if anybody's gonna be able to get that because if it is, uh, I mean, if, really if it's it an original cut, I imagine it's probably pretty rare, right? Yeah, I mean, before okay, before when they did the re edits in '97 or '96 or whenever that was, I mean, they sold thousands of VHS tapes of the original 
cut. So I'm sure they're out there. Now, granted, how much they are. Yeah, who knows? Especially since they've even further edited them, you know, with every subsequent release of format. I mean, when they made the Blu-ray versions, they edited those. They added a couple more things and whatnot. Um, But the original... Because I've seen... I mean, I've seen basically every single edit that exists of Star Wars in, in all of its glory. And, you know... I, I guess we can kind of transition that in, into that next is, okay, what do you, how do you guys feel about the additions that were made to this movie specifically from the original edit in, in terms of that? Essentially, they really weren't that big, but the, uh, they put those brontosaurs in, in the cantina scene. They added some, or not the outside of the cantina scene. They did like a little thing where they added those brontosaurs or whatever. They had like a couple little swoop bikes flying in that weren't in the original. Did they also have those stormtroopers riding dewbacks in the desert? They, yeah, they had the stormtroopers riding dewbacks. Uh, I mean, <laughs> what a great name for an animal, dude. Dewback. <laughs> it sounds like a derogatory term. I might save that for another time. You're, like, oh, you're acting like a damn dewback, dude. Well, you do know what the type of music was called that those guys were playing in the cantina, right? Wait, what? The guys in the cantina? What, what about them? The music they were playing? Do you know what type of music that was? No. According to the Star Wars, it was called Jizz. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Jizz. Uh, uh, wait, so before you even... I, I know you just asked a really long question. Oh, yeah. But I, there's one more thing I wanted to bring up sure. because uh, I, I thought that... Since you brought it up about uh, some of some of uh, the Empire's army saying they don't believe in hokey hokey BS like the Force and all that stuff, um, how quickly in the sequel trilogy did people forget that the Force the Force exists? I don't I don't know how long it was before uh, from six to seven like how many years it was uh, before that series started, but. From three to four, you know that amount of time that passed meant that people like eighteen, yeah, eighteen, like 18 years, years just passed, and people immediately like forgot about the force and well, the fact. The see, fact, I don't think the, it's more that they forgot yeah. about it. It's more like I I equip it more to like Nazi Germany. Uh huh. If the people with guns are telling you it doesn't exist, yeah, you're not gonna quit. You're not gonna. You're not going to fight them on that. Yeah, and I think that the Empire just did a really good job of erasing it from from basically existence because that was the whole point of what Palpatine wanted to erase the entire Jedi Order and make it basically so that the dark side was the only thing that was around. And yeah, I think they did such a good job of purging all the records of everything so that, yes, you had people, and that's where you kind of get people that were alive during that time and witnessed the Jedi. Yeah, they still kind of like know and say, oh, this, that, or the Jedi, this. They but it sounds like it. mysticism. It sounds like, right. it sounds like uh, folklore that yeah, these things happen. Because basically anybody who says otherwise probably gets killed by the empire right so uh, for a modern example look at the um the plane the sr-71 mm-hmm. was at the well from the cold war what year was that? they made that like in the 50s 50s um we because it was so top secret and we didn't share it with anybody only the u.s had the sr-70s we didn't sell it to anyone our current engineers didn't know how to remake it and they had a rich they had to do a retro, uh, what's it called? Reverse engineer. Reverse engineer the SR to try to figure out how it was made because the information was kept so top secret. In what, 20, 30 years? The knowledge was lost to us. 
I mean, that is true. That's that's a good modern example. Granted, it's less. It's more than eighteen years, but you know, and granted, I guess the Jedi weren't exactly top secret. Everybody kind of knew that they existed. But, but, but I mean, I'm if you saying, go like, around, if you look, there's yeah, no, there's that. an example of that. Yeah, and if you go, if you look at, I just think that the Empire was <laughs> they were inefficient in many things, but efficient in very very efficient in certain things, and I think that was one of them. And I have to say, like, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not going to call myself a empire sympathizer, mm-hmm. but when you, when you think about it in grand scheme, cause, um, watching, well, I haven't watched all the series, but, uh, watching like the Mandalorian and showing how the yeah. new, the new Republic is inefficient with working with other planets and stuff and how they can't, um, you know, when there's strife in a planet where there's like gangs and stuff, it's not something that the Empire can immediately deal with. And it and it felt like the Empire was far more proficient at having presence on all planets of the Empire and also dealing with matters. Sure, they did it by fear, but I'm like, damn, you know what? Palpatine had a kind of kind of had a thing going where at least, you know, as bad as things as bad as things uh, things seemed at least he had things under control for if there was an outside threat, at least there was a collective unit of the galactic empire that if uh, they could deal with that. Um, and I know that's something that's like kind of set up in the future, but yeah, well, and if it just to go back to kind of like episode three, if you, when Anakin's telling Obi-Wan when they're about to fight and he says, whatever, Oh, I'm bringing peace and security to my new empire. Right. That was really the whole reason why Anakin was down to do this was because he was trying to bring peace and stability. And that's what the Empire was. I mean, listen, love him or hate him. The Empire brought peace and stability. Uh, no, nobody was fucking around after the Empire took over. No, no, they weren't. Yeah. I mean, they were everybody fell in line and was doing what they were told. Nobody was fucking up. Everybody. Everything was going smooth. As long as you weren't an alien. Well, I mean, you know, fuck them. But anyways, uh, if if you look at it that way. The Empire achieved its goal, and yes, was likely bureaucratically inefficient at a lot of things, but control was definitely not one of them. They were, they were, they had that shit locked down. Ironically, their, their downfall was the Death Star. Yeah, really, if you do think about it, that was the beginning of the end of that for them. The, the one thing that would have theoretically, if been successful, been the one thing that could have just, oh, they would have been unstoppable, but because they poured so much so many resources into it. Well, and, this is more of a deep lore, but there right, was a, yeah. there's a character called Grand, Am- Grand Admiral Thrawn, and he believed that the Empire's strength was its fleet. And <clears throat> he even left his own people, his own military, because he thought the Empire had the better chance because of its vast fleet. And he even fought against uh, the Death Star. He created his own project called... Uh, which was the Tide Defenders. Which ended up becoming the Tide Defender, which was heavily armored. I want to say heavily armored, but it was heavily armored compared to a regular Tide Fighter. Oh, yeah. Had six freaking cannons. Had shields. Not lasers, cannons. Had shields, can do hyperdrive, had better life support. It was just the ultimate upgrade to the Tide Fighter. And. If they had, if their fleet had those instead of uh, just regular ass Tie Fighters, Tie Fighters, the the, the uh, that's why the Rebels were winning dogfights is because the X Wing, the A Wing, were armored, had shields, and they were meant to keep their pilots alive. Where the Empire saw their pilots as expendable because I have sixty thousand other fucking academies building, giving me new. Yeah, it's like the Russians in World War II. We're just going to send waves and waves of our men until yeah. we win World War II. <laughs> well, it's essentially how the Empire did maintain control. And that was the one, and again, that was also contributing to their downfall was because if you look at 
yeah, you may have some good pilots and your top cream of the crop pilots, if they make one small error in, in a TIE fighter, they're dead. And okay, so now what does that do? It doesn't let them come back and learn and experience and then pass that on to the next generation. Like, okay, so you're just starting from scratch every 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 time somebody dies, basically. And, and I feel like, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm just saying that's the one thing. Like, you can name ace pilots from the Rebels. You can't name ace pilots from the Empire. Yeah, it's because there weren't any. <laughs> because they all they, they would die. The only one die. you can think about is the one from Battle, Battlefront 2. Oh, yeah. But she left and joined the That's, that's true. She, she ended up joining the Rebellion anyway, so <laughs> it didn't even matter. Because let's see, on the other we got like people like Luke, Wedge, anybody on Rogue Squadron, essentially. Yeah, true. And true. then, um, yeah, and then, so even like here in the US, mm-hmm. like with our military, we prioritize keeping the pilot alive over just. What should we call it? Sending waves upon waves upon waves. If you look at the fucking A-10, it's the only... It's literally protected by titanium. Only where the pilot is. And we've only, we've only lost five A-10s in the, in the 5,000 missions that those A-10s have ran. And so our pilots keep getting better. Because they could survive. Yeah, I think that's one of the things, too, that, they, that the Empire did was they focused more on the equipment is not is the equipment is the resource the pilot is the tool mm-hmm. whereas the rebels do like kind of what we do where the pilot is the resource is the is the is the resource that we need to preserve and the ship is just the tool with which they're using to do whatever it is they're doing so who, if the ship gets fucked up okay cool we can replace that but it's a little harder to replace a pilot than it is you know an uh, x-wing so I don't mean to move on from oh, this, yeah, this conversation, but uh, so from what I remember or what I read about the Darth Vader series, uh, I'm not sure if this takes place during episode four. Maybe it takes place before uh, four and before four and after three. But there's a battle between Grand Moff Tarkin and um, and Darth Vader. Oh, that was yeah. really cool. Um I'm not sure why I'm bringing that up. I'm trying to think of it, but it, it was just cool nonetheless because it was, I think it was, from what I remember, it was a test to find out, well, to stretch Darth Vader's abilities and also for Grand Moff Tarkin to stretch, stretch out his strategic um, his strategic plans against uh, Force-sensitive yeah. users if they were right. going to fight, like, I think maybe Luke. If I'm not, I mean, that's from what I remember. I could be wrong, so we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to well, add a footnote or something if I... If yeah, I it was origi- Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. It was originally a comic series. Um, I think it was called Vader vs. Tarkin. It was a comic issued uh, where the whole purpose was Vader was trying to get himself to, um, like you said... Um, See how he would fare with somebody hunting him that was of a higher prestige, I guess, or intellect. And it was a Vader's choice, but I think it was, if I remember correctly, Palpatine was the one that arranged this. And he, at the end, his goal, which was, again, I had to give him credit if, the, if I remember this correctly, was because Palpatine and Vader hated each other. Vader hated Pal- uh, Palpatine. Um, Tarkin. Tarkin. Yeah. Vader hated him because of the Anakin that was still in him. Because, uh, what he said, something to do with the, uh, what happened in the Clone Wars with him and uh, being, um, oh yeah, he was this driving force on getting Ahsoka Tano assa- uh, not assassinated. Um, ousted from the... Not ousted, but um, well, charged with the crimes. Whatever, yeah. 
And so he never forgave him for that. And then he doesn't like Vader because he doesn't... Because he feels Vader was there not by merit, but by appointment. Because the Vader... He was just made there. And um, so Tarkin had to hunt him. And Vader had to survive. And this experience made them both respect each other. Yeah. Which was Palpatine's ultimate goal. And as we saw in episode four, where he was able to tell Vader, enough of this, release him. As you wish. Where, in that same issue, you would have been, just have to do his neck. Yeah, uh, and I think, um, damn it, I lost it. Go ahead, keep Sorry. going. Yeah, no, no, go, go ahead. That was my point. That it's, so I didn't even know that they were going to bring that storyline into that, so I think that's pretty cool. Oh, now I remember it. Uh, so I think Grand Moff Tarkin actually ranks higher in seniority than, um, than Darth Vader. Darth Vader is just kind of like a... What is Technically, he? he's not even in the chain of command of, no, he's of the Empire at all. But he, that, here's the, that's the gray area, because when uh, Palpatine introduced Vader, he told everybody, he's, when he speaks, he speaks with my voice. Right. I mean, so, yeah, he, he carries the authority of the, em, of the Emperor. But, but at the same time, Vader knows his place as well. And right. Yeah. So he's kind of like the extended hand of... Uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah, Emperor Palpatine. But anyways... Um, Episode four. Uh, what else do we have to add about this particular? Um, I mean, there's a lot of iconic Star Wars moments that happen. Maybe it's because it's the first movie. Uh, you got the trash compactor scene. That's I was gonna, I mean, dude. I was just gonna mention that. Yeah, <laughs> that's read your mind with yeah. the Force. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's that's a great scene. You know, they're they're in there. They they get. They, there's nowhere to go. They're just about to get out of. Uh, they're in the prison cell. Oh God, the the that I mean, even that exchange right before that between Han Solo and the uh, the like whoever's the operator at the Emperor or the Empire. Oh yeah, dude. He's like he's like, hey, uh, is everything is everything uh, going on okay up there? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good. Just had a slight uh, weapons Weapon malfunction. malfunction, and then the guy goes like, ah, oh, we're sending a squad to check it out. And he's like, no, hey, no, 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 no. no. there's a, a radiation leak. Uh, we got a, yeah, we got a real bad reactor leak here. Uh, you know, don't send anyone. Hold off on everything. Everything's good. And they're like, how wait a minute, how are you? Yeah, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> the, the last how are you? Just, yeah, it, it was like, I mean, if it wasn't already a dead giveaway, oh, it's yeah. like, I don't think somebody would ask, how are you yeah. from the Empire? Yeah. That just shows that, yeah, I like that because I'll just show that only as suave as people, as he claims to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but then in the end, but then he, then he, then he shoots the thing and goes, that was a boring conversation anyway. And like, that's, that's a great line. Uh, right there. That I is mean, another great you know, line. That's a, yeah. great, a great fucking line. But it's funny, like, it's funny you bring that up because for me, the most memorable, like every time I think about the Sephora, the thing that like, uh, stayed with me the hardest in that movie was at the end, not towards the end, when they're all the all the rebel ships are coming to go fight the Death Star, and they open all the S foils and the fucking X wing turns into the X wing. I'm like, oh, that is the fucking coolest shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. Yeah, no, that that is another because that, that's when you really get to see like the X wing as the X wing, like for real. It's like, oh man, that is that is fucking cool, dude. What kind of it, it's so crazy to think about that movie and again just uh adding to all the moments leading up to it with like the prequel trilogy and stuff like dude how many things do the do the rebel alliance have to get right in order to fucking take down the death star like they had to get the plans for the death star and then, oh, well, then, and they then had to act find, upon it yeah well then they had to find a weakness that but, they could maybe exploit and then hope that it still existed uh-huh. after the empire knew that the plans got stolen you mean you didn't you didn't find and change that you know they could have put some plywood over there yeah could put some ply like yeah they could put a little plywood you know just so close it off that's one thing i really liked about um rogue one because yeah. not only did we got to see how the plans and everything all this happened but it also showed the complete incompetence of the rebel alliance 
Like, right when Jenner's on them was trying to convince them, we gotta go to Scarif. We gotta get these plants. It's the only way we're gonna defeat this. And then literally everybody there, except Jimmy Schmitz, was saying, mm, yeah. no, if they have this, they won already. There's nothing we can do. Why are we gonna risk our fleet? And they're going, we have a fleet to risk. We need to use it. Like, no, they just didn't want to do it. They had to go, they literally had to take the choice out of their hands for them to do what was necessary to get the plants, which led to the destruction of the first Death Star. Right. And again, it's like, because until that movie, you just, we saw the Rebel Alliance in a different light. And it showed, no, they were just as confident as the Empire. And how we saw with, um, what's his name? The, uh, what's his name? The main guy in the movie? Oh, um. I can't remember his name. Yeah, man. No. No, no, no. Come on, say Jenner's. <laughs> no, that's the girl. Yeah, no. Uh, Cassian? Oh, yeah. Andor, yeah. Andor, yeah. yeah. Andor, duh. He's got his own goddamn show. I haven't seen it yet, but. Are you sure? Yeah, Cassian Andor. Wasn't that his, that was his name? Oh, okay, because I'm like, the the C, this, how do you pronounce his first name? Cassian? Cassian? Yeah, I'm like, that sounds familiar. I didn't know his last name was Andor. Yeah. That was the only way they 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 referred to him in the movie for the most part. Okay, yeah. But it's, then, it's been a while since I see that movie. But then we see him like, he literally kills his informant in cold blood because he can't risk him being caught by the Empire. Yeah. Like, so you get to see the darker side of the Empire, of uh, the rebels through him, and then... Through Jyn Erso, we see the incompetence of the, the Rebel Alliance. So uh, it's one thing I really like because it makes you realize, damn, the Alliance, the Rebels were fucking lucky. Yeah, that, I mean, I think that was a major, a big thing for the Rebels was it well, wasn't it wasn't all like we before. Well, well, what do they say? There is no such thing as luck. Well, right. I mean, but you know, you 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 got to have the right amount of luck, I guess, with the right amount of skill. Sometimes you make your own luck, but that's yeah. Anyways, back to A New Hope. Yeah, I. I their iconic scene. Uh, what's, what's the the sunset with the two oh. twin sunsets? It's, uh, an icon- it's an iconic scene, but I think the only reason it's iconic is because of John Williams. Um, yeah, may- maybe I don't know. I I just I think the cinematography for that specific scene is like uh, there's definitely in my in my opinion there's definitely like a longing from Luke having lived on Tatooine for so long and you know being an ace pilot shooting womp rats in a T16 yeah. uh, like I, I think he really wanted adventure and find finding out what he was capable of and uh, what what the world had to offer and I think that like specific scene with John in conjunction with John Williams score for that um, that scene was uh, probably one of the more iconic scenes from the movie Oh yeah, and then uh, you know th- that's the other thing too. The music, the the whole score was just, oh, man. It's just it's it's. There's not a bad moment in terms of like the musical score. Everything fit just perfectly. I mean, that's not even, that's not even just like episode four. Right. I would and even say thing, like yeah, all the way everything, even nine, dude. Yeah. Seven, eight, nine. You can even say that too. The music was yeah on point. That's the one thing that that they did not fuck up on. I mean, that was. Yeah, it was great. Unfortunately, he's retired now, so... Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I guess I'll just have to find somebody else to, to maybe carry the torch. Uh, another oh, another thing that's, like, I, I think one of the most iconic things to come out of Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope, and it's, it's three words. It's blue fucking milk, all right? That's... Huh. <laughs> blue fucking milk. 
Blue you, milk, man. Like, did you ever try it at uh, the Disneyland? Uh, I, I have not. No, I, I have okay. not, not tried it. I, I do want to try it. I'd love to try it. I, I'm sure it's great. It's just, you know, if Disneyland was uh, affordable for, you know, not people who aren't millionaires to go to, then yeah, I mean, I'd love to. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, well, maybe that new one they're building in Georgia will be affordable. <laughs> maybe. So, uh, this isn't... It, I hate to get sidetracked because I know yeah. we're talking about episode four, but no, there, there's there's rumors that Disney might be selling the Star Wars franchise, and I, I have a hard time uh, imagining who that. Huh? Who would be able to buy it and continue it? Like, that, who? Well, I mean, okay. Why bought. would they sell it? Did they feel like they got they squeezed everything out of it already? They, already like, made, they made the four billion back. That's for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, definitely with everything they've done. I mean, yeah, for sure they they've done that. But uh, what? Yeah, what? A, who would have the money? George Lucas. <laughs> you'd go right back to it. You'd buy it back. He'd be like, listen, Disney, here's your $4 billion back. Just give me that shit back. I mean, he. I mean, listen, he didn't need the money. So, I mean, maybe it was just sitting there. He got rid of it because the freaking Star Wars fan base bullied him to doing it. Yeah, and now they've bullied Disney into getting rid of it, too. Yeah. Man, I guess. Apparently, if that rumors are true, I don't know, man. I mean. I don't know who else is big enough to be able to purchase it from Disney. I don't know, but if... I mean, their only rival right now is, um... Well, it was Time Warner, but now it's AT&T since AT&T owns Time Warner. Well, maybe, uh, maybe the company that bought the WWE will also buy Star Wars, and then they'll have... Man be in charge of it? They're yeah. gonna have Star Wars-themed pay-per-view events. <laughs> hey, man. WCW had Robocop. That's true, man. All right, yeah. Th- that would be that would be some cool shit. I, I, can't, I can't disagree uh, with that. Let's see. Fuck, I lost the two... <laughs> Um, anyways, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't know what those. I mean, do you, who do you? I mean, do you think that those are? There's any validity to those? Or? No, because I'm like, I don't think Dis. I think for Disney, the way that they're going to continue to make money is uh, well. I think a lot of businesses are transitioning over to subscription-based services because they know. Or actually, I think I think it's because they want monthly subscribers to things and it's not just like oh you can just watch the movie and that's enough for you it's like oh well now you need the the disney plus app in order to understand the whole context of star wars universe right. um and if there is another major release for say like marvel or star wars you go into the movie and you're like oh well i didn't i don't really understand why like this happened and then it's like oh well in order to understand this situation you need to purchase this disney the disney plus app to understand the whole context of this situation like that's how they keep that's yeah, how i imagine they're trying they... to keep people in with the disney plus app is um well they're also doing that with their books now because i don't know if you heard of the high republic no it's supposed to be like there's the old republic which is ten thousand years before Endor, uh yevon mm-hmm. so this is like a thousand years or like 600 years and this is supposed to be when the Jedi were actually prevalent and were sh- like they were essentially sheriffs. Because the way the books show them is that Jedi were be assigned to planets, and they were basically, sh- like I said, they were sheriffs for yeah, planets. They were like the like the the authority of like maintaining law and order on a planet, and that is like the it's like some Wild West shit. And like yeah. it's the sher- you're they're the sheriff of the planet, and they're trying to maintain law and order. And like I read the first one, uh, or well, I listened to it on an audiobook, Same. and uh, man, it was it was good. I have to say, I I I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. So but listening to my point, they announced these just as books and comic books, and now they're gonna make a movie. So yeah, they're probably gonna do it like the Mandalorian, where you don't have to know the backstory, but it's gonna fucking help. Mm-hmm. So 
Well, and then you got you got you got the assholes like us who are gonna watch it or gonna tr- attempt to consume it just because we just want to know everything that there's to know about Star Wars. So whether it's good or not, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna watch it. So all right. So I think I think we we reached a natural conclusion for the number of side tangents we went. That's true. We went <laughs> went through. So um, now getting back to episode four. Uh, I know I said that like a thousand times already, but is there anything else? <laughs> yeah, is there anything else you guys thought was noteworthy about the movie? I'm trying to think of like other neg, well, uh, just fun about- negative stuff. Just just to poke, <laughs> oh, just to poke the fun. Trooper hitting his head. Yeah, I was, just, I was gonna bring that yeah. up too. That's always a good. I love I love that scene, man. It's, it, and then the best part is they left it in too. Like the, I'm, I'm glad they didn't take it. Out. Yeah, it's like dong, like it's loud, and you see that dude just like he that dude is concussed. All right, from that from that door. <laughs> And I get it too, because like you can't see, you know, because that those helmets, the way that they made them, like you can't really see. So he can't see what's above his head. So you just well, running. It's funny because you know that line when Luke and Han and Chewie went to the elevator, and Luke's like, "I can't see anything in this damn thing." That wasn't the script. That was him literally complaining about the helmet. <laughs> and he, Lucas thought it was funny, so he kept it in. I mean, that that's that's funny. And hey, it gives us a canonical reason why stormtroopers have shitty aim. Yeah, that is true because that is another thing in that movie is uh, those motherfuckers can't hit anything. I mean, they and unless unless you're the five hundred first on taking the ten to four. Yeah, now there's. I mean, they claim that the reason for that was because Vader had told everybody that he he wanted them alive, so like they were purposely trying to miss. But uh, you know, I don't. I don't know. I mean, Obi Wan said, "Hmm, these blast points are too accurate for sand people. You know, <laughs> must be Imperial stormtroopers. Only so, their fire is so yeah, accurate. Only their fire could be so accurate. Hmm, and then yet they couldn't kill anybody that to, they shot at the entire be, movie. To be fair, though. Obi-Wan was probably thinking they were still clones. I mean, you know, that's that's true. That is a good point. He could, he could that was another mistake from fucking Empire. Yeah, that was, man. Uh, another mistake, or, um, well, Luke Luke and, and Leia being siblings and having that kiss just before they're about to swing over on the... That's the, true. The, 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 um, I don't know where they are in the Death Star, but they got to get across to some other part oh yeah there's there is a lot of, in in the first three movies there is a lot of unknown Wincest. incest yeah. going on i mean cuz let's be fair we didn't know at the time Neither that they Lucas. were i don't think he yeah i was gonna say i don't think he did and, either and technically we don't even really find that out for sure until return of the jedi oh, yeah. so and the, cuz there's another scene in uh what you call it empire where after he gets his ass beat up he's like and then he does it, he's like oh yeah like after cuz han pissed her off like and that's like a yeah they did straight up make out so. yeah the, uh, uh, but that's what's unfortunate because it's 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 like out of all the people in the universe and it just happened to be that they were siblings and they exchanged spit and uh yeah i i don't think it could have made for a worse situation <laughs> yeah definitely that was that was not well you think it would have been better if they would have addressed it in the movie and be like when he found out that leia was a single leia <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of wish. Just, to, just I, I wish. To be like, oh, oh god. Yeah, I, I wish he actually would have thrown up. And that, that, that would have been. That would have. <laughs> I would have. I would have enjoyed that. I, th- I think that would have been a an appropriate response to to make out with your sister. <laughs> well, it was funny in the uh, Family Guy special when uh, Luke tells Leia, and Leia's like, he goes, "Oh, you're my sister." And he goes, "Yeah, I know." He goes, "What?" But we kissed. Yeah, I'm from Alderaan. We're like the Alabama of this place. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, let's see, another to be another iconic or whatever you want to call it. Just at the end when when they're it's doing the scene the, you enjoyed. Yeah, the at the end, I, I I always remember that for some reason at the end when they're getting their medals, and Chewie, and then Chewie doesn't get one. You just yeah. He's just like bro. He did, he did just as much work. As a matter of fact, he probably did more work because he, he was had, the he decoy. Had a, he had to run after. He had to run after Han after doing that stupid ass. Oh, I'm gonna chase these stormtrooper. You know what you're This stupid motherfucker. Yeah. He's gonna die if I don't go help him. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's just discrimination because he's a Wookiee. he's a Wookiee. You think, <laughs> you think that they they also discri- the rebels also discriminated against aliens as well? Yeah. No. Well, no. Anyway, yeah. Let's be fair. To be fair, it wasn't human spies that died. It was that's Bothan true. Bothan spy. That's why they didn't give a shit. They were yeah. like, "Yeah, some Bothans." Oh yeah. Like, fuck. I was gonna ask, because um, you know, my knowledge of Star Wars is so much more inferior to you guys. But what are the carp people called? Like the the catfish people? Uh, hey. The guy that says it's a trap. Oh, oh, Mon um, Calamaris. Yeah, Mon Calamaris. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, I I couldn't remember their name, and I was trying to um, think of them. Yeah. What was the name of the other one? The one they shared the planet with? The one with squids. Yeah, I don't remember. In the Mandalorian, they uh, th- that was that one scene when he was like, he was making out, or, or he the, they they tracked him down. They hired yeah. him to track down those like those two that. Oh no! Stole. They also in the Clone Wars animated series. Oh yeah, remember the those good people sided with the Separatists and the Monclamaris sided with, with, with the with the public. Yeah. So there was this whole scene where they had to bring. It was a Jar Jar episode because he could swim underwater, so they oh they had to bring him in. <laughs> but that's a part of Kid Fist though, and then it yeah. was all aquatic. Uh, fight and it was pretty cool but it was, that was something that was introduced to the Clone Wars where they both share that planet yeah yeah um, so yeah that scene at the end with the you know the, the metal ceremony and the, and the music this, da, 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 like that I don't know something about that which is always it's always good it's well, always, the music, what about the uh, and also iconic scene is the uh, when they escape the death star and they have to fight them off on the turrets Oh yeah. Yeah, that that was that was cool too. Like me, playing Rogue Squadron, Ace Combat. I was always seeing that in my head when I was chasing the motherfucker down. Yeah, true, true. Uh, all right. So, what you got? Anything else? Uh, any any scenes that you remember or enjoyed? Hmm. Man. We kind of got we kind of got off of it, but what what are your feelings about them adding stuff to it and, and what they added? I think so. you should just leave it as uh, leave it as is because um, you know it's like the way the movie was originally supposed to be intended right. to uh, to be enjoyed. Well, according to Lucas, the re release was what he intended. Yeah, so the special edition that was what he wanted to do. The, just the technology was so having those stormtroopers on dobacks technology have, just uh, didn't Jabba the Hutt there. exist. Yeah, have Jabba the Hutt that scene with him. You know, ah, whatever. I wish you reinsert Jab the Hut in the original Star Wars. I do what I want. I wish they would have kept it just for that one line when he negotiated the the extension with him. Uh-huh. With Han. Oh yeah, yeah. And Hans walked away. Jabba, you're a wonderful human being. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is great because he's not. <laughs> yeah, uh, that see that yeah. So I don't have a problem with any of that stuff. Uh, the one thing that I do actually have a legitimate problem with that really pisses me off that they did <laughs> change is the fucking, the, the call that Obi-Wan does 
when R2, like, they're getting oh, attacked thought, by the Jawas. Say, I thought we were going to talk about Kiro Shida first. Well, okay, hold on. I'm getting there, okay? This 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 was the minor one. This was <laughs> like, this does piss me off. Like, the, I don't know why this pisses me off so bad. I know why Greedo shooting first pisses me off, okay? <laughs> this one, I don't know why it pisses me off, but for some reason, it, it just pisses me the fuck off. Why, why why did they have to change that? The original call that he does, it's and it's something so stupid, too, but it, it was just perfect for it. And then what they changed it to, this, like, it's like, like whooshing weird shit. mystical shit. I no, don't like it. Don't fucking like it. Get rid of it. Go back to the original. And then that'll lead me into the, yes, the, the thing about Greedo shooting first. To me, that was what Han Solo... That's why Han Solo was a he was he's a rogue. He's, he's like a scoundrel. He's 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 not he's an he's anti-hero. Not a good guy. He is a he is the stone cold Steve Austin of this fucking show. He is the I anti-hero like story. with redeeming qualities. That Tr- correct. It. That was his whole story was that he gets redeemed through Luke and Leia. Right. Cuz he's a shitbag. And he's definitely a shitbag because <laughs> All right, anyways, he is yeah, because he he straight executes Greedo because Greedo's there to collect on his money that Jabba the Hutt owes him. Yeah, Greedo so, probably was going to shoot him. Sure, but probably, but we don't know for sure. Han, we don't shot, know. Han just shot him because he was in the way. Yeah. Let's be honest. He didn't shoot him because he was a threat. He was in the way, and he was... He needs to get somewhere. And the best part, too, like, when he's doing that, he's, like, trying to distract him, too. He puts his hand up against the wall, and he's, like, rubbing it. He's looking at it. He's like, you know, Greedo, you just might want to just think about this, you know? I mean, does Jabba really? I got the money. Come on. And he, like, he the whole time he's got his gun out under the table. He's just, like, pointing it right at him. And then the, just watching it, and then watching the original where he, he shoots him, and then Greedo shoots because that's just... Oh, he got shot in the face, so his just body just, just pulls the trigger. It, it also makes it worse because uh, him f- having making sweet love to the wall, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. it, it doesn't help because it makes it more predictable that he's planning to shoot him. Like, you know, it kind of makes it more obvious that he's like, oh, I'm trying to create a distraction. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just... it. It really separates him from Luke that he's not—he's not a good guy, and uh, yes, he is redeemed later in the films. Um, but well, actually, well, even in this movie, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I think that was kind of like a distinguishing factor if he shot first. But right. because the whole reason he even bothered to take those two idiots was because he fucking wanted the money. Like he was—he was trying to get paid. That's literally the only reason he took them or was gonna take them to Alderaan. Because fuck it. He needed the money. He wasn't doing it for any kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm a good dude. I'm going to do this because it's the right thing to do or blah, blah, blah. No, he's like, bitch, how much are you going to pay me? And is it enough to maybe I could get Jabba off my back one of these days? And you could even question his motives for why he joined the Rebel Alliance. Like, sure, like Leia can be a primary motive for him because he it's like a love interest to him. But you could also say like, hey, if I take down the Empire, like, you know, we're 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 gonna be the ones that come up too. Like, uh, oh yeah, I mean, definitely that is a very valid point. I mean, I think initially he like his whole purpose for joining was because he wanted to get some of that ass. Like, I think that's what he was. Yeah, trying but to I do. mean, like he could curry favor uh, with the not the empire, but like the what would eventually become like the new republic or whatever. And it's well, like, oh, he'd be set up for like honest, life. Well, yeah, yeah, let's be honest. Even after in in the, even the new canon or whatever. Okay, whatever. Him and him and Leia like separate. But yeah, he basically becomes uh, he's he's with the leader of the new republic essentially. So yeah, yeah he and then he goes out and he's still doing smuggling and because he knows all he, and he's getting away with it because he now he instead of him trying to skirt the empire now he can just do what he wants because he knows that nothing's gonna happen to him. So yeah. he's he's made. Yeah, he's made. He made himself a made man by doing that. Thank you much. This thing has always been bugging me. I always see it as a huge 
plot hole myself. Mm. So after episode four, okay. why didn't Han just go pay Jabba? Because, I mean, why, why would he? They just blew up the Death Star. Look what happened in five and six. Well, yeah, but I mean, he probably thought, ah, oh, fuck this. I, I'm, I just, I'm a hero. I don't need to pay anybody. <laughs> okay, he was such a hero. At episode five, he was he left the Republic, the Rebels, to go pay Jabba. Well, they were on the run. If he would have just paid him when he right away. promised him, he's not an honorable man. That's all I could I mean, say. That's true. He's probably I, trying to I, figure I, out I, how to. Yeah, he's probably trying to figure out how to get out of paying. Is probably what he was trying to do. He's been working for him. He knows what Jabba can do. Because at this point, um, fuck. Okay, is this syndicate timeline or is this still the the huts are in charge? No, the huts are still the huts are in charge during this. Yeah, so this is, not, this is before the syndicate. Or is this after? Or yeah, this is syndicate? after the syndicate. Um, so he knows what they can do and how powerful they are. Because at this point, they were more powerful than the Rebel Alliance. Theoretically, Theoretically in the outer rim, they had five ships. I mean, that's ja- true. Jabba the Hutt controlled roots. Space routes that the Empire paid him to be able to use. Yeah, Even the Empire was true. paying them to use those routes. He is a very powerful, spiteful man. Human being. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I'm just saying, to me, I said that's a huge plot hole because it was just one little hyperspace drive. Here, Jabba, go fuck yourself. I'm never dealing with you again. I'm back, bitches. And then, no Boba Fett. No carbonite bath. Yeah, but then we don't get to see all that. Uh, yeah, I get what I'm saying. We miss all that excellent stuff if there's no if there's none of that. Then we probably would have saw more fucking epic space battles instead. You know, you know what I hate? I hate fucking Y bombers, dude. The Y wings. The Y wings. Why? It's so useless, dude. They're in the battle and they just fucking blow up. Well, I think you, one you of them do, got. You do realize that the Y wings were created for the Clone Wars. Oh, okay. Well, that explains it, because they look widely inefficient, and when they're in battle, you just see them fucking die. They drop, like, one bomb on a well, on a Star Destroyer or something like that. That's because the Rebels are stupid. Because conventional tactics say, your bombers need to have escorts. Yeah, it's true. They were literally sending in the bombers by as themselves. just, that's it, just by themselves, just... With nothing, they they were they were being fighters. They were using the bombers as fighters. I think for the most part. Now, Which, is that because they're is that because they're fucking stupid? Don't know military tactics, or is it because that's all they had? Well, think about okay. Let's let's let's, let's just on a side tangent. Let's think about that for a second. Okay, so everyone that was in leadership roles in the rebels, right? Were politicians, right? No, it's not like any major military minds from the Empire defected to the rebels. Late, I mean, maybe maybe later. later on they did. Or, but they, none of them were in charge at this time. So it's like, if you think about it, how did they even run any kind of campaign against the Empire when they really had no one with any experience? All right. the military well, training was, you had to have been in the Empire they to, had to get it. Yeah, but he wasn't, I'm talking about being in charge. I'm talking about the dudes at the top of like the general, the Donnas and fucking those type of assholes. Yeah. Uh, Mon Mothma is not a fucking military genius. I can tell you that much right there. So I, I guess you have a point. <laughs> it, it, another plot hole. I guess it's a plot hole technically. Again, but and like it's it's not like they even learned from that lesson. Because remember in um, uh, fuck, what was the second one of the sequels? The, the Last Jedi. 
Was it the last year? I think so. Remember, uh, the only fighter they sent out to protect. <laughs> uh, remember, they're trying to bomb the uh, dreadnought, and they sent mm-hmm. like twenty bombers and just Poe Dameron and his X-wing. Oh yeah. And what happened? All the bombers, but one, make it back. I mean, all the bombers get destroyed. Oh, fuck. What? Dude, what the fuck? Pincher bug. Fucking pinch my armpit. Son of a bitch. Piece of shit. Fuck get wrecked. Those get, are poisonous, right? Get Shut up. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck did that even get up here? Oh, man. I was like, what is pinching me in the armpit? And then I flicked it off, and there it is. Get, re- get wrecked. What a piece of shit. All right. So... <sighs> Uh, I'm just uh, saying, like, you, 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 yeah, I get what you're saying about the wine wing, but you can't really blame it on the equipment when it's being used the wrong way. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess if I had to contribute more to this conversation about ships and shit, um, I have to say, by design, I think the Empire had the cooler ships, and I think it's because they had oh, yeah, really, definitely. they had really sharp lines on their, on their ships, like whether that's the Star Destroyer, the Tie, uh, the Tie Fighter, or you just drop them on the asshole. And then you see like the Rebel Alliance, the Rebel Alliance ships, and it's got like cir- it's got like a circular, rounded, um, rounded out shape to them, and they have wait, wait, were the A wings? Uh, just to show you, this is what the Y wings looked during the Clone Wars. Oh, they look uh, way more armored, right? Yeah, because this is how it looked like in. The yeah, they look, they look super poverty. Yeah. Then again, they're the Rebel Alliance. They're just doing what what they just do. They're using what they have and and hoping that. Well, the X wing was pretty top of the line. It was a pretty yeah. It was an overall line. great fighter. I think right. It was. It, yeah. it. I think the, according to the sources, I think it was a three to one, or not. It was like way more. It's like eight to one or some shit. So they can usually down eight Tie Fighters before one X wing gets downed. Mm-hmm. And then the A wing. Again, I give the edge to the A wing only because. It has shield and armor. Where the interceptor was way faster, way cooler. I will talk about the tie interceptor Mm -hmm. because the the interceptor and the A wing is the interceptor class for the rebels. Yeah, just like the tie bomber and the Y wing, and then we get. I guess for the defender, fuck. Maybe the maybe the B wing. If you remember that that thing from um. Oh, that horrible thing from. Well, I don't want to say it's horrible. Yeah, look, it looked like a fucking. uh, I don't know what you would want to call it. It looks like a fingernail. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking weird. But that I hate it. Honestly, like now that we're on the tangent of first uh, Rogue Squadron, um, I pretty much hated any mission that had to do with like the escorts. The, the, was it the Z wing? The Z wing or whatever one? That we, which one were you just talking about right now? The V wing? Like, huh? The V wing? Yeah. Oh no, the V wing was the one that was like just like this. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking about. But yeah, pretty much any mission that had to do with that, I, 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 I didn't want to do it. And also, like, I, I used to put in the cheat code for like the tie interceptor. I think you could use. I, I did. I would always do the one for the Nabu Starfighter. Oh, that one was also great because that ship. Because uh, you know when you play the game, like each, each ship has a feel, and I have to say, like the Empire fighters, like the the ships that you can use in in the game, those were like for me the preferable ones for the missions, even regardless of like whether it was necessary. And I always liked that ship over um, even like the X wing, which was also really cool. The only ones I ever hated, the missions I hated the most in that game was the. Uh uh, one of your pilots gets captured by the Empire mm-hmm. so he's on a train and so you have to take the train down but your guy's there so you can't destroy it Yeah. so you're not allowed to have missiles you can only use the photon cannon 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I'm a fucking eight-year-old kid. I wasn't paying. I wasn't paying attention to the briefing. Yeah. I failed that mission six hundred times before I realized what the fuck was what the fuck I was doing wrong. I also did the same thing because I didn't pay attention and I didn't know you were supposed to use the blue, the blue. Uh, Whatever the what would you say they're the, the photon cannons? Yeah, because they're supposed to like desta well not destabilize. It's supposed to it's like an EMP. You're supposed to make it shut down. Yeah, and I you know it took me a hundred times to figure that out before I realized that you were supposed to use those things as opposed to late as the lasers like the lasers on the X wing. I'm like, I kept destroying that fucking frame. I'm like, yeah. Why is that mission failed? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Josh, yeah. uh, since you're getting a beverage, uh, my question to you is um well we were talking about like the ships from from episode four yeah, yeah. and uh I, I personally liked you know even even in later in the series i still have to say like the empire's ships and fighters are by far the best because of their their design uh and then yeah. you see like the rebel alliance yeah you see the rebel alliance ships and they're all they got all these like weird shapes yeah uh, they're all rounded out they don't look right. threatening at all no, and uh and then with the star destroyer it's like a giant pizza slice with lace <laughs> like with cannons with cannons dude <laughs> like, adam said it best right now we're like we're talking about rose Squadron, the v-wing yeah yeah he said it looks like a, a fingernail <laughs> <laughs> yeah it does like the only th- the only redeeming factor of that ship in the game was that it fired 24 uh, seeking missiles at the same at once. Oh, right, yeah, that was pretty sweet. So, like, oh, there's a shit ton of TIE fighters. No, there ain't. <laughs> not anymore, there's not. <laughs> no, yeah, honestly, of the Rebel ships, uh, I, the B-Wing was probably the one I liked the most. B-Wing? Is, it from, um, is that the one that looked like a, like a cross? Yeah. It like a yeah, cross? Yeah, it opens, it's like, it's like, it looks like a disc, oh. and then it, like, it yeah, opens yeah. up, and then it turns, it turns across. Into, yeah. It should be, wait, it should have been called a T-Wing. It honestly should have. I, I don't mean, know why they called it a B-Wing. What was the one called from the Clone Wars and the Bomber? Not the Y-Wing, the other one. That was the V... The the one that opened up like this on the sides, remember? No, that was the ARC-170. No, 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 that was the predecessor to the X-Wing. Yeah. I'm talking about the the Interceptor. Remember, it looked like a fucking point, and it had like these little wings on the side? Yeah, wasn't that the V-Wing? That yeah, was that was called the V-Wing. No, the V-Wing was the... Well, that was the old cannon. Well, that, yeah, well, I mean, that's what that one was called, I think. Anyway, I like that B-Wing the best. That's always been, like, I think my favorite Rebel ship. And it's one that's not really shown all that much or anything. It's It's in a couple of side things. It's It's really mainly from, like, the video game. And I have to say, I think that ship in particular would probably be great for battles because of the surface area. Like, there's not a lot to shoot. Well, not to say there's not a lot to shoot. Huh? Sorry, which ship? The B-Wing. The B-Wing, yeah. Because it doesn't have a lot of surface area for you to hit. Well, I mean... Uh, I mean, there's still something to shoot, but just the way that it's built, it's it's very it's, it's built it's, different. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it certainly is. It's built rebel tough. Yeah, uh, but anyways, yeah, we were just talking about yeah ships I, that, and then imperial wise, yeah, I do agree with you that they they did have much cooler ships. If I can go on a side tangent, yeah, it's funny. Like, all right, for me, the best the best fighter for me, the, my most favorite fighter is gonna be the X Wing, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And again, most of it has to do with that fucking the S coils. That was again probably one of the coolest shit I've ever seen as a kid, and that's always gonna affect me. Interceptor, a tie, tie interceptor gets it. A wing. I mean, it's just two giant engines with a little cockpit. <laughs> it, it looks so stupid, and tie interceptor looks fucking sleek sick, and sick sexy. Shit. Yeah, man, it, it is. And of course, it makes that iconic. <laughs> 
Yeah, man, that is the coolest noise ever. But bomber? I actually like the Y-Wing more than the TIE Bomber, personally. The wait, the what? The Y-Wing. The Y-Wing over the, the TIE, tie bomber. bomber? Yeah. One, one it's heavily me, armored. All that, and, I, the... and it's the only fucking small starship that has a rear gunner. Yeah, that, that's... Uh... That's true. You know what the tie bomber looks like to me? It looks like it looks like somebody holding two pairs of tits, like that's, that's <laughs> it, a, or a pair of tits. That's, that's the tie bomber. No, it looks like what, a tuning no. fork, like like a little two tits and like a little third nipple. Yeah, like 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 a weird. Yeah, like a it's a nipple. tuning fork. It looks like a fucking no. That's the Y wing. The Y wing does. Oh, wait, no, wait, wait, the tie bomber. The tie bomber. Oh, the tie bomber. It's, it's got uh, the two capsules and then like the wings on the side. Uh, it, looks like, it looks like somebody holding tits together. The yeah, the the Y wing does look like a tuning fork though. You're right. Well, the point I was trying to get to, like, it's funny because my favorite ship of all. Of everything that Star Wars has ever done, is the LAT transport ship oh, from Clone yeah, Wars? Yeah, man. For what? That, it's like the transport, the lat, lat eye transport ship. It's like, uh, it's the thing that goes like, okay, Clone Wars. It comes and drops everybody off. It's oh like a yeah, 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 man. That it's got those those little pods on the side where it's like oh, shoots those lasers. Um, this guy. Yeah, that that thing. Oh, okay, yeah, that yeah. thing's like oh, I love that ship. If, I mean, in old canon, it can go into space, and I think in the new canon, it can't. Okay. But uh, I mean, Josh told me about this. Like, there was a theory that the Mandalorian ship, the uh, the Razor Crest, was actually like a more modernized version of that ship. And I thought that was, if that's true, that's pretty fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, that is pretty Wait, cool. Wait, they, they retrofitted that? No, it's like, okay, so that was the one they made during the Clone Wars, and that was when they made it more later on in life. Oh, I see. Like, it's, like, there's the Arc uh, 170, what's it called? The Arc? The Arc 170. Yeah. 170 turned into the X Wing. Okay. I got you. But. It's neither confirmed or denied, so we Back, don't know. Speaking about like just fighter ships in general, one of the things that always kind of not irked me, but it was like it was just weird because it's kind of opposite of how you think it would be. Is green was the lasers for the Empire, and red were the lasers of the okay? That's another thing. Rebels on their ships, like you would think it'd be reversed, right? You think the bad guys would have the red, and the good guys would have like yeah, the green. I think no, green. But didn't yeah. it? Sorry. Didn't no, go ahead. That's another thing that everybody says I was crazy. I remembered specifically, uh, uh, specifically that in four, five, and six, they the colors kept swapping. Uh, maybe it does, or maybe I remember like um, not in the troopers. The troopers was always red, but I remember the starships. The colors would change every so often, and I don't know if that was just me noticing an error that Lucasfilms made or what's it called L- L- yeah, uh, uh, L- ILM. ILM, yeah. yeah. Made I, maybe that's what it is, but I just remember that the color always switched, and now that those are gone to history, well, I'll never know. Yeah, that, that that was something that I was just remembered as a kid, going like, oh, what, what, why was that? That's a little weird. Like you would think, oh, the red because the bad guy has the red laser sword, so you'd think all oh, the bad guys' ships would shoot red lasers. Yeah. In, in addition to that, uh, you know, from the prequel trilogy into the original trilogy. You associate red with the Sith, and you you just associate everything, uh, even like the weapons of the storm. Unless you're Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel Jackson, right? With the purple Kool Aid. He do whatever the fuck uh, he wants. Yeah, like he just cool, the Kool Aid lightsaber. The story, uh, how he tells it. I just went up to him, and told him, "Hey, I want a purple lightsaber." Okay. <laughs> like, he like, didn't ask. Show. He told. Yeah. And Lucas was like, uh, and he, he's like, he made it seem like Lucas was like, "Oh, okay, yes sir, yes sir." It was like, dude, I don't want to deal with your shit. Fine. <laughs> 
I'm already paying you more than I probably need to, so just, just have it. He goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a purple lightsaber. Yeah, you're going to have less screen time in the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> now, in you, fact, you're going to get killed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a bitch. <laughs> now, you know what it was? Uh, Lucas, because, you know, that was when he still owned all the merchandise, right? So he thought, oh, man, a purple yeah, lightsaber? Then, I'm going to make he, so much fucking money off of this. And then, again, he used that to his advantage, and now, and then that's when he created the system for Cold Square, where each lightsaber represented something. The colors represented something now. So was it like green was guardian or blue yellow was, was a consular consular right. and then blue was a sentinel yeah and then red is a sith, sith yeah so you, you do have a point well yeah just uh, like the color coordination <clears throat> made sense if they're if the lasers off the tie fighter would be red because it's it's what's it's like, so it's expected of the like the bad guys yeah they're like with the sith and all that stuff and then green I even think like the fact that green in terms of color color meanings uh green is kind of like a tranquil color anyways mm-hmm. like it's uh you know uh, it, it could be like a new beginning with right. the, with the with the rebel alliance and i think you could portray that with like a green color or whatever but i yeah that, that feels like a missed opportunity there to kind of stick to something and well, there was this whole thing where um they were talking about lucas and like he really likes playing with colors uh-huh. uh especially blocks he likes putting them stacking <laughs> them on top of each other <laughs> no but um like, if you ever noticed, like, the Empire, the evil, what are the Stormtroopers' armor color? Oh, yeah, they're white. White. So, you know, oh, we're white, we're the pure. But underneath the white, what's, what's our, what do they wear underneath? The black. The black, 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 yeah. yeah so, underneath the white is the true. And then Luke, Leia, and Han are always seen wearing white. Truly. Han had a little bit of black, mm-hmm. you know, because you know he's not quite there. Yeah, he's not quite there. Yeah, well, sure. really, he had black on top, and there was white just underneath. Because, yeah. and then over and time, then, it became more. Right, over time, it did. Yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah, in episode, and then in episode six, Luke was completely in black because, oh, he, this is a whole like, is he gonna turn to the dark side? Yeah. And then yeah, at the yeah, end, yeah. what he has a little, he has it open to reveal that underneath he was white all along. Well, he is white. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what I mean. uh, yeah, no, that's that's a good like, point. There's a whole thing that he likes to play with colors like that. Yeah, there, there's something. Oh, this is off on a tangent, but Breaking Bad had something sim- similar with um, with Walter White. Like he started off green, and like as the show progresses uh, in the five seasons, he transitions into like purple or red, mm-hmm. and each of those colors have meaning with like some, something in the periodic table, if I'm not mistaken. But it's basically kind of showing his decay as a human being from being somebody that's uh, a decent human being into a complete, you know, piece of shit, piece of shit human being. But yeah, I think I think there's definitely something to what she said. They did that with the um, the first John Wick movie too. Um, they play with uh, blue and red and stuff like that where like like in the light club every time he's walking around like where he's doing what he needs to do he's covered in blue but whenever he's kind of like eh, he's being a little sadistic things are turning red or I forget how the term was but the I think it was a red letter media or somebody made a really good video or wise I think actually made a whole video about it and it was actually a really interesting thing we're talking about how when John's in doing this and this, colors are being affected to show, like, what state of mind he's in. Yeah. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Speaking of John Wick, um, I still want Counter Reeves to play Revan. Man, that would be cool. They did, why why him specifically? Movie. Because it's Keanu fucking Reeves. I don't know, man. I just think you would. I think. It, feel, it feels right. It just does. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how else to explain it. It just felt right when someone said that that's, that was their first choice. And, and yeah, I think that would I think that would be a good 
I think that'd be a good fit, man. I, I just think it would be. Well, they need to hurry up because he ain't exactly oh, that's in the prime anymore. He ain't a spring chicken, so uh, I don't know. That's, he, why, he that's looks, why he. That's why he quit the. That's why for the fourth John Wick was his final movie. He also is. Uh, I don't know. Tall as fuck. Well, I was gonna say he just for being. Uh, I don't know if he's like fifty or sixty now, but oh man, he's old. Well, regardless, he still looks pretty damn Fucking good for good, his age. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, if you watch. Uh, well, that did you ever, show see, that, on, you ever uh, see that photo of him when he was really young when he fought in the Civil War? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. That, that meme. Yeah. No, well, I mean, if you watch that show on Netflix, that cartoon, I mean, you know, he, he eats like he's a vampire or whatever, and he eats babies or whatever <laughs> <laughs> he does. Wait, what show? Uh, what's it called? It's like a cartoon. It's like they're like in the CIA or something, or like a. Are you talking about um, the one on Netflix? Yeah. What's the what? The fuck is that called? It's what, Declassified? No. Decla- no. Yeah, they're like in the CIA. It's it's funny. It's like no, a it's, comedy. It's like, like the, a, they're like the enforcement branch of the Illuminati. Okay. Like, there's one episode where they had to go to the Earth's core to renegotiate the contract we had with the lizard folks. <laughs> yeah. Wait, this Keanu Reeves did voice for this? No, no, he's, a, no. he's in the he's in the he's show. He's referenced like, as one of them. One of them is he's a character. It's like Keanu Reeves, but it's not actually him. It's like he's in the show. It's just oh yeah, Keanu Reeves is like dating one of their moms or whatever. Oh okay, I see. And then like they they find out there's like a whole episode where they find out that all oh, like the reason why he looks so young is because he's like actually a vampire and you know he eats babies and shit and. Yeah. There was a funny scene when they went down to negotiate with the lizard people, and like they all had human disguises and they took them off and stuff. And then I went, "Oh, they declared war on the humans, so they all started taking off their disguises." And he goes to Nancy Pelosi, "Oh, right." <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Anyways, all right. Well, does anybody have anything else in general to add or say about episode four? About episode four, A New no. Hope, Star Wars. No, probably, I, I probably think the best one. Probably the best one. Oh, yeah. yeah. What would you? Let's do that. What would you in in your rankings? Not. I don't need to hold the whole ranking, but in your rankings, where does this one? What number is this at? It might be number one for me. It's number one. Mm, I mean, I had to agree to he's disagree. Gonna, he's going to pick the normie, the normie choice, and say Empire Strikes Back. It's not the, the fucking it's normie, not the normie choice. choice. That's the it's best the boring choice. One. No, no, it's not the boring choice. It's the predictable choice. It's, predictable. it's the predictable choice. Most people say that the fucking bold choice would be it's, seven, eight, or nine. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> return of the Jedi. No, that's that's the idiot choice. Would be no, yeah, the the one that. Everybody usually says this is four. I feel like I feel like I'm usually in the minority when I ask. People. I've never. You're the only person I ever heard say that. I Adam was probably the first person I ever met besides myself to say that four was the best one. It's because it started everything. It's like it sets up everything, and there's a great you know the Battle of Yavin's cool, and it sets up all the characters. And I don't know, man. Like I I I love Empire Strikes Back and everything, but yeah, I don't hate that movie. Yeah, I don't hate that movie either. But well, you know why I think Empire Strikes Back is the best one. Because the bad guys win. Because the bad guys fucking win. That's right. Yeah, and Luke gets his arm chopped gets, off. That's pretty fucking sweet. And uh, well, I I don't know. I like I, fucking I, Skywalker's getting their arms or limbs chopped. <laughs> I hate it's to family say, tradition. I hate to say it, but like I really enjoyed six. I know people say that. Uh, I don't understand why people don't like that movie. I agree. It, I, I really the, liked it too. Yeah, the the Ewoks and stuff. Uh, I think I, I don't know something about like it being a ploy for merchandise and shit. Sure, whatever. I don't really care about that. And for that reason, you must hate the Ninja Turtles. You yeah. must hate Transformers. G.I. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. Like, stupid. Yeah. Uh, but I think this is so stupid. But I just love the fact that Luke has a green lightsaber. Like I think it's just the coolest thing ever. And I, like it, it's yeah, like stupid. It it's like yeah, he made a five year old. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, that's so cool. It's not blue. It's it oh. his, and it's his. Yeah, because yeah. he. Oh well, to the old canon, he had to make that shit, and he made that fucking crystal in Obi Wan's hut. Mm. New canon, uh, I think he went to, he went to some planet to get it. Um, 
But yeah, because it's fucking great because he was using his father's lightsaber up until the second movie. Yeah. This is him finally saying, I am not my father. He goes, I am me. And also because blue doesn't look good against the blue skyline, but... It's true. <laughs> again, like, Luke, Lucas had to do that because of the whole blue skyline and it ended up being something fucking cool. And again, he was at his advantage to say, hey, the lightsabers can have different colors for different re- for because of this reason and it allowed again like for me I think his genius was better exposed in the EUs when it came to the comic books the books he was involved in everything no nothing in the EU was done without his like approval because it's his storyline and in Clone Wars he, that, that was his fucking baby and like people hate the prequels because you know oh it doesn't tell a good story all this and this but you watch it with Clone Wars, everything fucking is fucking slick. It's good. So my thing is like he's able to turn something like as simple as fuck, I had to change his color of his lightsaber. You know what? I'm gonna make this into lore. Like the man has talent in making a fucking world. And I don't know, that's just something I don't think he gets enough credit for. Yeah. I True. Mean, and also six, uh I think because they had two movies to do it, the the fight scene out of all three movies, I think is by far the best. Because it's like, oh man, there there's what, you didn't like you didn't like Luke's baseball swings when Luke when Vader was trying to play catch with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, six was cool because it's like, oh man, that's when Luke really cuts loose and starts going uh, ham on on Darth Vader's oh, yeah. arm, and he's like, oh, and you know. Palpatine's really getting off to it. I mean, I'm surprised he wasn't jerking off in that scene because he's like, oh, yeah, my, my new apprentice. He got, yes. he, got to do that. he got to do that in episode three on, on Anakin. That's true. Yeah, he's like, oh, well. He's like, mm, I've jerked off on all I, the Skywalkers. I haven't, I haven't felt a presence in the Force since my uh, young apprentice, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's, here's a question I want to ask you, Josh. Mm-hmm. All right. How do you feel about Sith magic now, now that it's canon in Star Wars? <laughs> Sith magic? What the hell? How do I feel? Wait, what do you mean Sith magic? So there's these yeah. sisters called the Night Sisters, and they use magic to like cloak themselves and all this shit. And then we find out no, that's the it's a form of the Force, but magical because they're not technically uh, Force sensitive. But then, so it's just a form of magic. But then you see Palpatine. That's how he made the Force more agreeable to the dark side over the light side. Was he you him and um, what was his name? The master. Oh, Palp. Um, uh, Darth Plagueis the Wise. Darth Plagueis. Yeah, they they did a ritual with Sith alchemy and magic to create that, and then we see in Clone Wars that him and Dooku do something similar to make give um, Yoda hallucinations. Mm. So they made it canon where there's the Force, but there's also a bit of magical aspects to it. Instead, the Force was always mystical, but now it's. But now there's actual, it's like actual side magic. Like, it's like not. The, like, when the Night Sisters does it, she's like, hey, it's a Yeah, it's she like a straight witch, it. like, you know. Uh, okay, well, okay, so the, I, I guess the way I can rationalize it, and I don't know if it's good or bad, but the way I rationalize it is that uh, in the same way that uh, Harry Potter has, like, <laughs> this, I don't know how to word this without it coming out wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to say it. So. In Harry Potter, there's, like, the European magic, right? Mm-hmm. But in, like, the later films, they show that there's other schools of magic from right. other parts of the world. Right. And that's how I kind of see, uh, like, you know, like, the uh, there's, I imagine that there, in, and I don't know if this is 
canon in, in the Harry Potter universe, but if there's like a Jamaican uh, witchcraft, like if there's voodoo stuff or bad yeah, juju, voodoo, yeah, yeah, like it, it'd be the same thing with the Force. The Force could have many manifestations. Well, they they actually show that in Rebels. Um, um, what's fucking Zeb's species? Um, God damn it, Lasat. Yeah, Lasat, 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 something like that. Um, in their culture, they have a, they believe in the force. They just call it by a different name, mm-hmm. and like the way the priestess describes it, and the way she does her magic and shit, it literally felt as if a Jedi was explaining it. Like a Jedi, like it was similar to how the Jedi explained how the force moves through you, how it penetrates us all and all that. It felt exactly so. It was the force just by a different name. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I mean, I, like I said, I don't know. I don't know how people feel about it in general, but I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't know how to feel about it. Like, I feel like on one hand, it feels like that's kind of stupid, but on the other hand, that's actually kind of cool. Kind of genius, like you know, if you think about it, it's like it's it's just another aspect that they. It's not just the force. You can because this priestess she made a she made a spell to make her Asaz Ventures and a bunch of other sisters invisible. Not only to people, but to people who are force sensitive. So they were going to go assassinate Dooku, and it worked. Like it worked. Dooku could not see them. He could not sense them. They even had to poison his eye. But even with all that, because he was such a well-trained fighter, he fucking held them off like nothing. Yeah. So it's like it's the things to say. Like someone, a witch doctor of the force, was able to go. Her powers were able to go toe to toe with a Sith Lord. So I guess it shows that yeah, it could be a really counter to it and there's yeah because like you're not if you're if you're using this magic like because the night sisters or whatever they don't really if they fight somebody who's force sensitive that's kind of like a thing where well the force might not fully work on them and also the force doesn't necessarily have an exact counter to their their magic essentially Mm -hmm. so it's it's kind of makes it more of an even like playing field i guess makes sense because when after that assassination attempt that's when they Dooku and Palpatine realize now these sisters are a threat, and neither one of them go to fight them. They send Grievous and a shit ton of droids, and they fucking wipe them out. And again, none of them are force sensitive, so I guess their magic didn't really work that well on them. I guess. So true that. Mm, but for me, I guess the original. I never even answered it. <laughs> the original question, but I I would probably put. I think. In obviously in the talk about four specifically, right? In like the in of the three movies, where does it fall? Yeah, for me, it's it's number two for sure. Number two. Um, and where where would you guys rank it overall throughout? If you were doing a nine rank, what number would it be in your ranking? It'd probably be one or two. It'd still be one for me. One or two, yeah. Mm. I'm thinking honestly, it's for me. It's the same. Like my order of the sequels, the prequels. The sequels, the prequels, the non-numbered movies, mm-hmm. it stays, my opinion of each one is still the same across the board, where it's like, uh, Hope, New Hope is number one for the trilogy, for my pre, the trilogy, the original, but it's still number one across the board for me. Yeah. It is still my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. Okay. And then Empire is my second favorite, and it's across the board, it's number two. Like, I, th- I, think we, I think we can all agree the original are going to be one, two, and three. Right, yeah. 
I would say maybe three would rank higher uh, than uh, six. Yeah, that's I could agree. I could put three as like the third overall. I would put it right there. If I'm just barely under six, I'll put three. Yeah, yeah. either tied or like three's yeah, right three under is, six. Three is like fucking. It's up there, man. It's an excellent fucking movie, just all I mean, around. Man. I mean, even to the people who don't enjoy the whole build up and everything, that lightsaber duel alone puts it up there. Oh yeah, just by itself. But then you add in all the rest of it and. I don't know. I feel like it may. It, it's gonna. It would be a tough fight between that and six to be the number three spot. I feel like, for me at least. Yeah, so. I think six had more practical like uh, fighting. Well, I don't know if it was practical, but you know when Obi Wan and I don't know if this was like a dick measuring thing between Obi Wan and Anakin when they're like swinging around their backs like they're, they're oh, not yeah. even directly hitting each no, other. No, what but, was it? There was a there was a thing that I saw that was explaining that that was them because they both knew each other so well that they were literally doing this to try to get the other one to fuck up so that they could strike. So, like, they were both doing it because they were like, oh, man, you're going to fuck this up. He's yeah. like, no, no, I'm not going to fuck this up. And then neither of them fucked it up, and then, and then they just, you know. Yeah. I don't know, man. That was, that was, that was awesome. I, I, I know people might have any, uh, it's, they might say, well, that's just stupid. Like, why, if you know, if they're fighting, they'd really be going for strikes or swings that are going to do damage. And they're like twirling their lightsabers and shit. But I'm like, eh, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's them just kind of flexing a bit. It's like this yeah, is this is flex. this is uh, me at my best with a lightsaber. And this is you at your best with a lightsaber. And, you know, one of us is not going to come out alive. And I want to show you I want to. <laughs> I want to uh, flex a little bit on you to show like how far I've come as a as a, a, a lightsaber wielder, I guess you could say. But yeah, true. You know, it's funny, like uh, not funny, but like <clears throat> Dooku. Uh, I think he his form was the second form, which is the form specifically designed to fight against other uh, lightsaber users, uh, mm-hmm. other wielders, and that's what made him so freaking deadly. As a as a opponent for most Jedi, because it had been what ten thousand years since the last time the Jedi had to fight the Sith. Yeah. So they weren't fighting against other uh, lightsaber users. Nobody really like you're supposed to learn all six or is it seven? I think there's like eight or nine now. Whatever. Sure. You're supposed to learn all forms, and then you know, and then people choose the ones that that best suits them. Um. So nobody ever really. What's it called? Choose to be proficient in that form, except for Dooku. And uh, my whole thing is, is, I'm wondering, was that because he learned that style before he turned to the dark side, right? Right, right. So you think it has to? Do, why do you think he did that? Do you think it was because he foresaw that he's going to fight against the Jedi, or it just had to do with his noble background, or what do you think it was the reason for him to choose that style with that specific type of hilt? Yeah, I feel like maybe he he thought that yeah, this if he ever had to fight against another Jedi, but they haven't had a fight against another saber user in ten thousand years. Well, so I'm saying maybe if he thought one day he may have to fight other Jedi, who knows? I mean, maybe he was just thinking ahead. Because like everybody else, like um, Obi Wan at first mastered the third form, which was proficient in um, like uh, blaster deflections. But after Obi Wan got his ass kicked in uh, by Dooku. He mastered, fuck, I want to say the fifth form or the sixth form, which was the all-defense form. And Mace Windu, who's considered to be the best duelist that the Jedi had, even said that, no, what we want? When it comes to that defense style, there's no one better than him. And 
Well, we saw him fucking kick Anakin's ass with it twice. Yeah, but he also knew Anakin and he raised him. So it's like he he already knew everything. Well, I don't want to say he knew everything that was coming. He taught him every trick in his book. Yeah, but except for one, how to survive <laughs> jumping over yeah. someone. How, how to how to get the high ground back. And he also knew how to get under his skin too. And it's That's like true. the the psychological war, warfare that he can play on him. You know, that always got the best of, like, Anakin and Vader, was that he always was... Emotional. Just a little bit better. Not only that, like, yeah, a little bit better, but also he knew how to play play his emotions so that he can... Because, uh, you know, he w- I would say, Dar- or rather, Anakin or Darth Vader outclassed Obi-Wan. But it's like, Obi-Wan, in order for him to get the advantage, is he needed to... He needed Anakin to get emotional or get under his skin in some way. But yeah, I would disagree for the most part. Like, because in that second duel, Vader was Vader was fighting someone who had given up, dude. The Force left him for a while. Mm-hmm. But once he once he realized, no, if I'm if I don't stop Vader here now, Leia and Luke are in trouble. The Empire is gonna win. And all this shit. Because you see it go through him, and then he finally fully the Force finally fully awakens, and he fucking blows up and this shit. At that point, he played with Vader. And Vader... Again, Vader is not who he was. He's not Anakin. He's not nimble and agile as he was. He's just strong, though. He is strong, but that's the robots. The yeah. robotics. And he... I would say he was stronger in the Force as Vader than he was as Anakin. Yeah. Um, and Obi-Wan... I mean, after he got he reawakened himself, Vader was a toy to him at that point. And I don't know. So I feel like Obi Wan was the better was the better fighter. But he also, well, I guess I don't know if this adds to my point. But there was that point where they have a they have an exchange, and he apologizes to him and says, um, "Yeah, but at that point, Vader was done. He already he already beat him." The last part where like he cracks open. Oh yeah, he cracked open his helmet. Yeah, and then he walked away. Yeah. Which I think was a cool scene. That was, yeah. Yeah, uh, d- yeah I don't know if you ever watched uh, clone, uh, in clone in uh, Rebels. He fights Ahsoka in that. Oh, yeah, man. And when she's fighting him, she cuts off one side of his helmet as well. The same thing. And Obi-Wan cuts off that part of the helmet. But they both cut off one side each. So Ahsoka cut off this side. And Anakin, I mean, Obi-Wan cut off this side. And the whole thing was that, oh, yeah, his master, his best friend, his mentor... Was able to only able to do that. His apprentice, the one he raised and trained himself, was only able to do that much. Only Luke was able to take off the whole helmet. Mm. Yeah, but cool. that, that's yeah. like some excellent fucking storytelling yeah. as well. Like in, in way to that. But another, just to get back onto the a new hope, a new hope section. Another, just what you were talking about that. Another great line or exchange between Vader and, and Obi Wan when he's he's like, ah, when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am, I am the master. master. And then he says. Only a master, master of evil, Darth. Yeah. And then he calls him Darth. Like, that's not even his first name. That's just the title. title. Darth Vader. He doesn't, he doesn't even give him the respect to say his whole name. He just says, Darth. Well, like, did he say that was to Obi-Wan when he left him? When he when he finally realized, oh, Anakin truly is dead. He says, yeah, yeah. They, they did. Yeah. He, goes, they did he tells him it. goodbye, Darth. Yeah. And he walks away. Right, yeah. But it's just like, just that was just cool just in the movie. Because <laughs> we didn't know all this other stuff previous, you know, in the during the movie. when we, you know, Speaking of Vader, it's just... That entrance when they first when he just walks in and just command like literally everything it's just like oh man that was a that was a cool fight oh man look at all that smoke holy shit who the fuck is this <laughs> and he just 
Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, it just, he took the seat. Like, he controlled everything. And then after he, like, chokes that full out, like, I oh, useless bitch. He throws him away, and he's giving those kind of, and I want them alive. It's like, ugh. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder how much screen time Vader actually has in the movie, because it can't be that much, right? I really don't think it is. I think it's very minimal Again, if look you at, look at every Look at Boba Fett. He didn't have much screen time or much dialogue, but he fucking commanded everything. A very, a very... He impactful just, character. Yeah, and all he did was just, uh, what, did he just nod in four? Yeah. He just nodded in four, yeah. right? No, he said, as you wish. Because remember he told and no disintegration. Oh, no oh, disintegrations, yeah, yeah. As you wish. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he said he said the one line. Because he was in Hutt's, uh, what was it, Hutt's Palace for like a, what movie was that? That was, he was six. In, that was six? Yeah. Okay, never mind. All right. Yeah, he only has like six dialogues, and one of them is, ah. Yeah, him yelling as he's playing in the fucking Sarlacc, Sarlacc pit. pit. Yeah. yeah, but we'll talk about that when we get to the Jedi and Return of the Jedi episode. So, <laughs> oh, so we're just skipping Empire? No, no, no. I meant like we're not doing that. We're, yeah, no, no. I was yeah, talking about next that. Is Empire. The next one we're gonna do is Empire, and then after that will be the Return of the Jedi episode. Okay, that's so cool. you know, as I, I mean, listen, I mean, goddamn. Well, we call them episodes, but in reality, we're just. We're going to talk about this movie and then go on a tangent. And then we're going to go on 17,000 tangents and talk about everything else while we're at it. See, this is kind of good, though, because it, it lets people hear our opinions on the one movie we're actually supposed to be talking about. But then it also gives them like brief insights as to how we may be talking about uh, things we'll deep dive into when we talk about that actual you know, thing and has its own episode. Yeah, because then so, I think uh, I think if we just talked episode four. Oh, this would have been done all, in like 15 minutes. <laughs> not, not to say it'd be done in 15 minutes, but I think it'd be so insular that it, yeah, that's like, it'd be like a one note. A one note yeah, out. and I don't know. Every, I think people that do those type of shows that do like just reviews or just talk about the one thing, like, yeah, there's there's people that like that, but I don't know, it's not me. I, I, I like having a discussion about it that turns into something that, I mean, look, we, we took... We talked about wrestling and freaking. I mean, yeah, Top Gun and shit. Yeah, we included. Yeah, we included Ace Combat and video like wrestling, like you know, talking about Empire or not Empire, uh, A New Hope. So I mean, you know, it's entertaining. We hit all the we hit all the boxes, I guess. So, anyways, uh, yeah, man. Well, does anybody have anything else? I think this kind of has come to a nice, you know, end for this episode. Unless anybody so. else has anything else to add? No, I think I I feel like we've gotten a lot of uh, stuff covered. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, if anybody, if, if anybody did have anything else to add, hopefully it doesn't turn into another uh, thirty-minute segment. Oh, it will. But anyways, Frank, you got anything? No. All right. Well, sounds good. Well, uh, everybody, uh, thanks for listening to number two, episode number two, which was episode four, New Hope. And uh, tune into the next one, which will be uh, our talking about Empire Strikes Back. So, all right. Thanks a lot. Peace. That was the Game Rage Star Wars podcast. Don't forget, like and subscribe on Instagram and TikTok at Game Rage Magazine. Also on Twitter slash X at Game Rage Mag. In addition to the actual website of www.gameragemagazine.com. Check it out for a host of all of our other podcasts and everything else that we do to be determined later. Thanks for listening.